0: Good morning. Good morning, and peace be with you. Uh, we have, uh, Roger's gonna do some announcements here in a second, but Roger, before we come up and do that, I have uh, a couple of things that I want to mention to the congregation. Um, the first is, is that uh, this, uh, earlier this week, on Wednesday, our beloved friend, Randy, uh, went home to be with the Lord. And he went peacefully at uh, about eight in the morning on Wednesday. And hello, Pam. I'm glad to see you here. And Pam is worshiping with us. Uh, I got to see Randy on uh, Tuesday. And uh, and we, we did a, a Bible study. <laughs> and uh, Randy and I used to get together every Tuesday uh, while Pam and the ladies were doing sit and be fit. Uh, he and I would discuss things, all kinds of things, sometimes scripture. Uh, sometimes we'd go off wherever we, we wanted to go, and I really enjoyed it. And so when we got done reading our devotion, I said, Well, I'll see you next Tuesday. And Randy <laughs> said, I hope not. He, he says, I'm ready to go see the Lord, I'm ready for paradise. And this is what I can tell you, um, he is face-to-face with Jesus Christ, he's a believer, and, and now he knows by seeing, by seeing straight on Christ's face. So we uh, mourn uh, because our friend, our beloved husband is not with us now, but we rejoice uh, in his gain, uh, as one of my brothers mentioned in a... In a uh, text. His, it's his loss, or rather our loss, but his gain. And we rejoice in that gain. So um, it's good to see you, Pam. We love you. We're praying for you and Josh and Stephanie. And, and then uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is that um, in our Bible studies, we get some great questions. And I love them because stump the pastor, that is a really good thing. Keeps me on my toes. And uh, I learned a long time ago to say, I don't know, but I will find out for you. And so one of the questions in the Ladies Bible Study as we finished up Esther uh, last week was in regards to um, in our creed uh, that we mentioned that Christ descended into hell uh, as part of his uh, exaltation. So the question was, why? Why did he do that? And um, I got that, the answer pretty close, Sharon. I, I, I really did, and ladies that were there. Um, but I want to read, this is uh, Luther's small catechism with uh, explanation, And it's no small catechism because it teaches pretty well. And I would love for everyone to have one of these things. But in Luther's small catechism, it says, The scriptures teach that Christ, after he was made alive in his grave, descended into hell, not to suffer punishment, but to proclaim his victory over his enemies in hell. And so I think I said something like, it wasn't for punishment, but it was like he did a a victory lap, right? So probably not like they do in the NFL, in the uh, end zone where they're going like this. But he was going around and, and showing that he overcame death. Therefore, we... Through him, overcome that. Now, where does that um, backed up in Scripture? Well, in First Peter three, eighteen and nineteen, uh, Peter records Christ was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit, through whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison. So that is, that is a depiction of hell. Those that were, had gone before and he preached to them while they are in prison. The good news. Okay? Then also in Colossians 2.15, um, Paul wrote uh, to the church in Colossae, "...having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross." So there you have it, he did descend into hell, but he rose again and he sits at the right hand of the Father in church, or in church, in heaven. Wow, time to say, can you do the announcements now, Roger?
1: Good morning, Reformation. This is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Okay, please reach into your bulletin and uh, bring out your little uh, weekly sheet here of events. Okay, just uh, mark your calendar or memory or whatever the case may be uh, the church office will be closed all this week, so of course there will not be sit and fit or the Tuesday uh, Bible study or the Tuesday evening uh, Bible study. Okay, this month's mission is LCMC, which is the parent organization that allows this church and other churches within LCMC to uh, qualify for 501 status. So if you would please consider making a donation uh, to that. Doesn't matter how small or how large. Debbie, my lovely wife, is looking to recruit bakers for the uh, December 10th uh, concert, uh, Christmas concert. And regarding the Christmas concert, be sure to bring uh, friends, family, neighbors, whatever the case may be, to come and enjoy that. Uh, we're always looking for worship assistance. If you feel led to that, uh, that task, uh, please make that known to Pastor Ashley or one of the council members. Uh, on no- Tuesday, November 29th, there will be an Advent study and luncheon, so mark your calendar for that. Uh, the Christmas concert, I believe I've already covered, uh, cookie reception at 2.30 and the concert is at 3.30. Christmas Eve service will be on Saturday, December 24th at 3 p.m. Again, mark your calendar. Turn to the back side, please. There are a list of uh, schedule of who's doing what. So please make yourself familiar with that. Uh, so you don't get confused like we were this morning. <laughs> Thank you, Roger. Oh, one last thing. Sorry, Pastor. Uh, please consider, prayerfully consider joining us in men's Bible study. It's a good group of men. Generally, there are six of us there. It is early, early for me, eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, but it's a great study. You don't have to have a prior experience reading the Bible, being coming to church. Nobody's going to put you on the spot and ask you questions or force you to read. Uh, You can just sit there and listen. So please consider joining Men's Bible Study, and that's Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. Thank you.
0: In peace let us pray to the Lord, for the peace from above and for our salvation let us pray to the Lord. Save, comfort and defend us, precious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Hallelujah. be with you let us pray Lord Jesus Christ you reign among us by the preaching of your cross forgive your people their offenses that we being governed by your bountiful goodness may enter at last into your eternal paradise For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
2: Good morning. good morning apparently I'm just waking up uh, the first reading is taken from the book of Malachi chapter 3 verses 13 through 18 and can be found on page 1490 in the pew Bible uh, these verses that I'll read describe the people's arrogant attitude toward God and we must serve God just because he is God and deserves to be served Malachi 3:13 through 18 you have spoken arrogantly against me, says the Lord, yet you ask, what have we said against you? You have said, it is futile to serve the God. What do we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like warners before the Lord Almighty? But now we call the arrogant blessed. Certainly evildoers prosper, and even when they put God to the test, they get away with it. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in His presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored His name. On the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty, they will be my treasured possessions. I will share them, just as a father has compassion and spares his son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. We'll read Psalm 46 responsibly, which is printed in your bulletin on page six. Um, This Psalm, we are reminded that God is always there to help, providing refuge, security, and peace. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength God will help her at break of the day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolation he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the sphere. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The next reading is taken from the book of Colossians, chapters 1, verses 13 through 20, can be found on page 1832 in the Pew Bible. Paul's writing from a prison in Rome to the church in Colossae, which has been infiltrated by believers of false teachings. He writes that Christ is God and is the central truth of Christianity. Colossians 1, 13 through 20. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us to the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwelling in him. And through him to reconcile himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Hallelujah, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. This morning our Gospel comes from Luke chapter 23, verses 27 through 43, and can be found on page 1641 in your pew Bible. Luke records... A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women." the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. And then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching. And the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And there was written a notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. And one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So today is the last Sunday of the church year. And during this church year, we have focused primarily on the Gospel of Luke. Yes, we have heard from Matthew and Mark and John from time to time, but most of the Gospels for this year were taken from Luke. And next Sunday, we will start a new church year, and that church year, the gospel focuses on Matthew. Now, one of the great themes of Luke is the journey theme. Luke stresses the teaching that Jesus did as he was with his followers, as he traveled from place to place. Luke also stresses the greater journey that Jesus made from heaven to earth and then back to heaven again. This is the journey that earned forgiveness for sins of the world. This is the journey that we often confess in our creed when we say conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell, and the third day he rose again from the dead, and he ascended into heaven. And today's Gospel tells us that he taught Even as he was approaching the climax of his journey here on earth, he was teaching, even as he made his way to the cross. Consider for a moment the abuse that he had suffered up to this point. The beatings and the whippings that nearly killed him before he got anywhere near the cross. We read of Simon of Cyrene who was carrying the cross now because Jesus simply did not have the physical strength to carry it. And in spite of all this, Jesus took time to give a catechism, a catechism class to the people who followed him and mourned here is jesus journey to the cross he still had teachings for his followers his teaching on this day is terrifying it is it's shocking jesus said this the days are coming when they will say blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed Keep in mind that he was speaking to a culture that prized women because they could produce children for their husbands. He was speaking to women whose self-esteem was tied up in their children. He was speaking to a culture that grew up on the psalm that said in Psalm 127.3, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. And in this culture, a married woman who remained in her old age, who remained barren in her old age, was a great tragedy, a cause for mourning. Such a woman was ashamed, was cursed. Now, in a culture that prized motherhood and children so deeply, Jesus taught of a catastrophe so great that a barren womb would be a blessing. What catastrophe could be so great that could cause such a radical change? Well, Jesus amplified his teaching as he continued. They will begin to say to the mountains, fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. What could be so terrifying that people would rather be buried alive or die in a landslide? What event could cause Jesus to issue such a warning The terror that Jesus spoke of was the terror that he was enduring himself. He was not talking about a hypothetical situation. Even as he taught, he was in the process of enduring that very terror on our behalf. And although he himself was sinless, he had taken on the sins of mankind Our sins placed on him made him the greatest sinner of all time. And as he taught of this terror, he himself experienced the guilt of the sin. Jesus experienced the guilt of our sin and he carried it in himself. The entire sin of all of the world onto himself. And he knew that God would soon pour out his righteous wrath against that sin. He knew the time was near when he himself would cry out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The absolute purity of the law is a terrifying thing. It promises punishment and death to those who can't keep it if it were in our power it would be something to run from to hide from for we know even adam and eve knew that the instant they sinned in eden they knew they were in trouble when god came to visit they ran away they hid they were terrified And in today's gospel, Jesus is teaching the same thing. He is telling the women that followed him, when the time comes to stand before the holy God, all you can show him is your sin, and you will be terrified. You would rather have the earth open up and swallow you then meet with that holy judge. And Jesus continued with the words, if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Well, this calls to mind his earlier teaching in John 15, verses 5 through 6, where it's recorded, I am the vine, you are the branches. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch, And withers and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned if the fiery punishment of sin can do this to Jesus the vine that is green and living with righteousness what will it do to those branches that do not abide in him those branches that are spiritually dead and dry What will happen to those poor souls who must face God without Jesus on their side? As the fiery wrath of God poured forth on Jesus Christ, as Jesus the green and living vine offered himself for the sins of the whole world, amid the terrible activities of the crucifixion, God shows us another way. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit worked in the heart of one of the criminals who occupied the cross next to Jesus. And it is by the power of the Holy Spirit that this criminal confessed, we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. By the power of the Holy Spirit, this criminal believed and said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He understood that he, de- he deserved nothing but punishment. But he also believed that the only hope for his soul was in Jesus. And Jesus comforted him with the words, Truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. And even though this criminal died one of the most cruel and shameful deaths imaginable, he died in peace. The words of the Lord in his heart. And even now, he enjoys the eternal joy of God's presence in heaven. So here we learn the alternative to the terror of God's fiery wrath against our sin. When Jesus went to the cross, he endured the wrath of God against our sin. He satisfied God's justice on our behalf. He adopted us into his family. He made it possible For us to stand before God and see, not the terrifying judge of the law, but a loving Father. It is through Jesus that we receive, not the eternal punishment that we deserve, but life forever in the joy of his presence. He has given us the right to be called children of God and to follow him in his resurrection to eternal life. Now, in the beginning of this sermon, I told you that one of the great themes of Luke is the great journey that Jesus made from heaven to earth to rescue us and back to heaven again. He tells of the life of Jesus from conception in Mary's womb to ascension back into heaven. And he also tells us that Christ's journey opened the way to heaven for all who believe in his name. And he tells us that for those who believe, for those who believe, the way of life ends not in the day of terror, but in an eternity of heavenly joy. In the name of Jesus, amen. Will you please stand, if you're able? Let us now confess our faith together to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page three of your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth,
3: Please pray with me for the whole Church of God and for all people according to their needs. Dear Heavenly Father, we humbly come before you to praise you and thank you for your goodness, your love, and your faithfulness. Father, we thank you for this church family and for Pastor Ken. Please bless him and his family and provide for their every need. Father, we ask that you would bless your church and strengthen us, keep us healthy in body, mind, and spirit so that we can do all that you have called us to do. Heavenly Father, we lift this nation up to you. We are struggling in many ways and we need your help and your guidance. We ask that you would open our eyes and hearts to know your truth and your will. Lord, we pray that you would grant our leaders wisdom by the power of your Holy Spirit. And we ask that you would give us a hunger for your word and forgive us when we turn our backs on you. Help us turn away from every sin that displeases you and causes harm to one another. Lord, we lift up all who do not yet know you and are influenced by the current culture and world that we live in. Will you please empower us, your church, to be a light in this dark world? We pray for those that reject you and your commandments, and we pray for those that are leading others astray. You, Lord, are full of mercy and grace. You are patient with us, and you do not wish for any of us to perish, but for all to come to you for salvation. You are our Savior, and we surrender all to you. Father, we pray that you would comfort all who are mourning the loss of their loved ones. And Father, we ask that you would heal broken families that are torn apart by sin and bring love and reconciliation. Father, we lift lift up those who are homeless and displaced, those who are hungry, those who are living on the streets and are cold, those who struggle with addictions, those who are abused, those who are victims of sex trafficking, those who are neglected, those who have broken hearts, those who are lonely, those in pain, those who are sick, those who are anxious, those with disabilities, those who are experiencing bad side effects due to medications. And we ask for your healing balm to wash over all who are hurting and facing disease in body, mind, or spirit, especially those whom we name out loud or deep in our hearts. Pam, Josh, Stephanie, my brother, Luke, my brother, George, my mom, Carla, my dad, George, Valerie, Jackie, Rosalie and my Aunt Debbie. Father, we are so grateful for your provision over our lives. And we thank you for never leaving us in our time of need. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: And now may the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you pray with me, please? (sighs) Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right in uh, salutary, that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, The sacrament, the holy sacrament of the altar is for all who confess Christ as their Lord and Savior. And if you have confessed it, and I heard, then come, the table is prepared for you. The ushers will bring you forward. For we know that Christ didn't abolish the law. He met it, its demands perfectly. And you and I and all who believe benefit from that. I pray that that gospel truth is a comfort to you. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our closing hymn is Rock of Ages, Cleft for Me, on page 327.